Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.
Welcome everyone to Loud and Proud Orlando. Thank you so much for being live with us. Uh, it's uh, Monday, July the 10th, uh, 8.42 p.m. Thank you so much. Uh, we're live. Also, we are available on audio form on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'll ask everyone to please. Uh... We lost. We lost. Louise. <laughs> All right, everybody. We're still here. You got me and Paula. Well, there you go. There you go. There you go. He's I know. Back. I know what happened. Sorry about that. Uh, subscribe to our channel. Click on the notification bell. Subscribe. Drop us a like. Uh, we're live on Twitter, also on Instagram, on YouTube, and we have a new Facebook page. So, guys, uh, we're gonna show you guys uh, how to find us on Facebook now. So, thank you so much. And uh, you know, what can we say? A bad day in the office. I guess a bad day in the office. <laughs> That's um, how I like you know, to. I'm call about it. to start not to believe, guys. I'm uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm. St I, I still believe. I still feel like this team is uh, strong. Uh, and uh, you know, they just uh, had an off game, like completely off game. You know, uh, against a tough rival, uh, against uh, a brand new player like Chicho Arango that came in and pretty much uh, scored one on us from the get-go so we're gonna analyze all of that we're gonna analyze also you know ocb they also lost and also the pride um great momentum coming up uh on the orlando pride and uh, stick around for uh, a lot of lpo news uh coming this upcoming week javier otero too uh signed as um third string goalkeeper for orlando city for the first team so that's uh, an amazing feat for the venezuelan international um super proud personally uh seeing this young man develop in the academy and then now uh with the first team uh, it shows um the strides this team uh and this club is doing uh, with the youth right and this is the way the mls is going to grow this is the way our club is going to grow right uh not bought but definitely taught right so um from our own academy so that is a phenomenal feat thank you so much for our support we're here with paula and uh john paula what's up how are you doing fantastic i almost didn't make it home but i'm here um <laughs> it's raining badly here so people don't know how to drive but that's a different topic like you said luis uh, we had a bad day at the office on saturday doesn't mean the end of the world we have been a little bit better consistent than in the beginning of the year, but um, we can touch base on that later. I'm doing awesome because I'm here with you guys and um, doing pretty good. What's up, John? How you doing, my friend? I know that uh, you know a, a, a little stumble upon. You know did, what I did mean? Did you uh, sleep all these days? What do you mean? <laughs> Luis and I are connected. Uh, you, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just you know. Four and up and loss always hurts. Oh well. The, the comment didn't didn't brush that away. What 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 are you talking about? Dagger Dan comment. Dagger Dan, man. Oh, oh my lordy. Oh, the excitement of Dagger Dan. I was like, what is Paula yeah. talking about? I see. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that was I jumped up off the couch like a little girl screaming, Oh my god. And Steph was like, What happened? And I was like, Dagadan replied to my picture. So, yeah, I was made up about that. He really, the loss, I was like, it's fine because 
Steiger like my picture. So, you know, that that was the best part for me. So I love him. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I had to get the jersey. I told you guys I was going to get the jersey. So there you go. I proved it. But uh, I didn't expect him to, uh, you know, I tagged him. It was just like, yo. There you go. Like look. It, which was very cool of him to do. So that's really nice. And, yeah, I had a little fangirl moment for sure. Yeah, he, was, did, uh, he did. He did. He did. Yeah, he did write. Uh, he replied to you, right? Uh, let me click on this right here. Look, love it. Yeah, love it. There you Tiger go. Than himself. So there's there's and me then, having a fangirl woman. Twenty right there. likes. Twenty likes. That's right. There you, you know, go. You're famous, John. You're famous. Tiger <laughs> no, Dan is famous now. <laughs> but it's cool though. You know, I feel like these some of these you know players that. He's come in and probably obviously wasn't known in MLS. Like he obviously had some fame with his team back in Iceland, but this is like a new level of fame. It's a much bigger market for him to be having fans in, right? So I think for Dagger Dan, it's maybe pretty cool that like he's getting all this recognition from stuff that like he's at another level here that he wasn't in Iceland of fandom. That makes sense. Yeah, I do want to say that. Um... You know, he definitely should have some minutes, some more minutes, right? And uh, you should definitely get, uh, John, a Iceland jersey with Dagradan on the back, too. Well, he has played for the youth Iceland setup a few times. I think he's played for the actual Icelandic team a few yeah. times. I'd have to check on that. But, I mean, that's not uh, – hopefully he keeps getting call-ups, you know, and gets to keep playing for them. So that would be awesome. I mean, love him. You know, I think uh, – he, the two home games where he was used as like an attacking right back coming off the bench when Kyle was injured is like a great way to, to use him. But I think Oscar's just going to continue to to throw him into games wherever he needs somebody to cause problems or to hold up the ball. Like he's that utility player for Oscar. And I think I'm totally fine with that. You know, I, I don't see where he fits in the starting lineup right now at the moment. Um, so just, you know, happy for him to get the minutes and get some moments and, and get that first goal. You know, and uh, before we dive in into the analysis for what happened in uh, RSL, let's just touch on some of the on, on this. This that is pretty much pretty hot. I want to give uh, Mark Thor a thumbs up on the picture. Uh, thank you so much, my friend. Uh, beautiful picture right here. And let's talk about, uh, you know, good things, you know, <laughs> You know, we're gonna dive in into talking about a Fernil loss. But as well just talk about the good the good things happening with the club right now, which is uh Javier Otero signed to a homegrown player contract uh for the first team. And uh I Ooh. mean you're talking about the twenty year old uh Kumana Venezuela native, uh Venezuelan national team native, uh when well, Venezuela national team uh called up for the last friendlies that they had. Um, you know, arriving to the academy in 2017, uh, playing uh, with his high school before joining Orlando City Youth 17, and then make his way to U19s, then to OCB, then to the 2020 USL League One season, you know, and then here you go, you know. So uh, he's followed every single step in the process of becoming a, a pro. And this is something that we should, as Orlando City fans and, you know, journalists that have seen this kid develop, uh, be so proud of him and his family, right? So he has a, he's a phenomenal goalkeeper. Um, I think uh, even Venezuela probably may have something to do with it, the national team, you know, because when you represent a national team and they like you and they feel like you definitely have a future with the national team, 
they kind of push the, the clubs to like be like hey you know like he's he needs to be you know in the first team some way or another right so uh he uh has had 15 starts he has conceded 30 goals so far 46 save which is over 61 percent of all saves that he's had so far and he has three clean sheets with ocb so uh, phenomenal numbers for this uh, goalkeeper and uh they called him for the for the first team in two occasions one was with pedro when pedro was out for international duty and obviously he didn't disappoint in in practice right so super proud uh paula what do you feel about this news and uh you know i think they're i think that's this is the way orlando city is going for rather than the there's a club down south with a with a pink jersey that is signing uh signing 38 year olds 37 year olds right so how you feel about that paula no this is amazing like all those youngsters looking at him right now oh my god i want to follow his footstep because i mean this is his dream probably he he wanted to be in the first team and patience right because this is not a night and day result so he waited um he's a great talent if you haven't seen ocb um games i invite you to see him he like i'm not against him at all i can i can trust him not in, like the third goalkeeper right now like i don't mind if god bless mason and galese but he if he needs to step up i don't mind i trust the kid he has been training already with galese with mason with um with the goalkeeper's coach so he knows the system already so i'm proud of him keep dreaming you're gonna be number one at one point you're super young and you're already representing venezuela so that that means a lot so i'm super happy for him what about you uh john i was trying to find the stats on where like when was the last time he represented venezuela like how many times has he done it is, is the last it was recent it was yeah, yeah it, it was, was recently yeah. right yeah 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 so that's awesome <clears throat> yeah summer. i mean everything you guys are saying i totally agree you know what's it makes total sense to me i think um it's good to have a first team goalkeeper a reliable backup goalkeeper and a young prospect goalkeeper on your roster right and so this is the young prospect goalkeeper what, what does that mean for maybe Adam Grinwis? That's a question here. You know, is he going to see less time or maybe we can see him get moved on? Uh, you know, I don't really see him playing instead of Mason. Um, and I think Javier will still be behind Mason in that order as well. But uh, maybe in League's Cup, you know, maybe this is preparation for that. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, he's been killing that for OCB. So I think it would be cool to see him get a chance uh, playing with the first team boys, you know, see what he can do in that for us. Well, we have that info, actually. Uh, Orlando City, Adam Greenwood, he's nearing the end of his one-year deal. Is it a summer expiry? Is it this window? Yep. So he yeah, was I mean, signed that, prior. That might just was, be, you know. He was signed prior to last season. So it wouldn't be pretty much. Uh, it's a no-brainer, pretty much, that. I mean, they Otero, signed him as a third, signing third cover, is, right? Right. Otero signing is probably you know, the one who's going to take over his role, you know, next season. Yeah, that's the way it um, should be. You know, I think there's there's no point in having two and, backup you know, goalkeepers. Like Adam Grimmis is not going to get any better as a goalkeeper. Like, no offense to him, but he knows when, he's the third goalkeeper, right? 
And what I love about um, I mean, there's gonna be chances that he's gonna definitely play for Orlando City for the first team and 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 be the the keeper for the first team. What I want to say is that he's a solid goalkeeper. And what I love about him is his maturity, you know, uh, when it comes to being at such a young age and following like a s- structure, right, uh, when it comes to his career. And uh, I think that that's going to be a constant in him. And that's probably why also the national team is like, hey, this kid's serious. Like, this kid's no no joke. Like, uh, let's 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 give him a chance. And I mean, I think it, as Orlando, a goalkeeper, it's hard to get minutes, yeah. right? So the national team thing gets him minutes that he wouldn't get just being on the team alone. Correct. So, you know, uh, excited for Javier Otero, and uh, we wish him the the very best. And I look forward to seeing him start one day uh, sooner than later uh, with the first team of Orlando City guys. So. Anyways, uh, we're going to go down to talk about uh, not so good news, uh, but let's uh, read some more comments. Gene D, Atlanta plays Wednesday. We rally need to smack them around in that NFL stadium they borrow, says Gene D. Thank you so much, Gene D. <laughs> another right. turf game. Yeah. yeah, another turf game, right? Against uh, another Arden. place in Matthew won't be going. Correct. But, you know, diving into RSL. Oh, man, what can I say about this game? Uh, I felt the first 15, uh, Orlando had to score. We said it in the last spot. Orlando had to score in the first few minutes of the game, and that did not happen. So, to me, that was huge because Orlando had a few opportunities. Duncan had one in the beginning minutes of the game. And then also uh, Facundo Torres had a shot that could have gone in. So I felt, and again, I'm going to pass the mic to, to John. I felt Orlando lost that couldn't hold the intensity that they had the previous two games. They started well, but it, it started dwindling down physically. And RSL, they're playing in their turf with their fans. They feel more confident and comfortable and motivated, especially because they had a brand new player uh, debuting, that they essentially grabbed the lead. And then after that, it was just like boom shakalaka. Downhill. Barbecue chicken, like Shaq would say. I don't know what you think, uh, John. Yeah, so um, I, I think we're definitely, it showed that we were tired, you know. And I think it's hard to go away to a game in altitude for us anyway, but away a game in altitude that's at the end of a week or two home games is rough. I think, you know, they just look very tired and I think we were off the pace um, the whole time. And that kind of showed we were, we were a step behind the man. The, the marking was, was really struggling. I think they, they obviously practice some set piece routines and, you know, um, Cesar lost his man and, and uh, Robin lost his man. Antonio Carlos lost his man. Chicho has been there for a while training with them. And this was his first game. Obviously they've been training set pieces with them because you knew what to do and the, what they knew where to put the ball. So that, you know, fair play to, to them. They, you know, really good at that. They were very aggressive, a counterattacking team. And I think that it's kind of where I was a little bit, 
frustrated. I think Oscar played into their hands a bit by going and trying to make us like he calls the protagonist. Like we were trying to hold the ball. We had a very high line um, and we were, we were keeping the ball fairly well. We're getting up the end of the field and then we'd lose the ball. And that, in that scenario, they have such a fast, aggressive counterattacking team that they just had <laughs> space in behind. And that was happening in the first half. And then it just carried on happening. And then those last two goals were exactly that. Like, but we were even more tired by that point. So I think the last two goals were just chalk those up to exhaustion and just sort of the boys, you know, let it get away from them a little bit. Uh, I, you know, I think it's a hard place to go. I do think RSL are showing that they are probably one of the best teams in the West. You know, I think this was harder for us than going to Seattle. Seattle. I think, yeah. I think, I think it would have been harder than going to LA. Like genuinely, I think, um, you know, these guys have really got something there. They've been spending some money recently and obviously that's starting to show they got some good players. They, they were, you know, they were on the up this for this game and we were a little bit off the pace and, you know, that's what happens. We win 4-0, we lose 4-0. But, hey, I'm not mad about it. If you look at the week in total, that's, you know, nine points that we could have got. We got the six points. We got two wins at home. Very happy about that. The, you know, minus point being this was a big loss when it would have been nice to maybe go and just you know, almost, you know, I was laughing because this game for me was set up for the old Oscar system in some ways. Like, we should have gone and, you know, bunkered in and try to steal one on the counter like like they were doing to us i think you know going and trying to hold the ball was our detriment and guys look tired you know i don't think mauricio should have started i think ojeda should have started um that's another thing i also think mauricio should have been subbed out i don't know why he went when we were two nil down decided to put mauricio from the 10 to the eight to make us even less secure in the defensive mid positions so some of the subs I have issues with. Some people would say that we should have rested guys before in the Toronto games and the Chicago games so that they would have more energy for this game. But, uh, you know, again, you're splitting hairs. It's like you blame Oscar for resting them. You blame Oscar for not starting them. Like, either way, On the regardless, we were tired. Guys were tired. And it just wasn't our best game. And the, the marking for me was, like, really bad this game. And that... I think because we were so exhausted, but also I think because we kind of got the game plan wrong. Like, I think this one Oscar got out. Yeah. He, right? Outmanaged. Mm -hmm. What's the word? <clears throat> Go ahead, Paula. No, no. I, I totally agree with John. Like, the marking was horrible, and that is not normal for Orlando City in the set pieces. Like, one in one I think the first set piece when Chicho um did the the goal Antonio Carlos was not marking anybody and I'm like who is marking Casper like what the heck and he did it twice so I don't know if it was the altitude the mountains we emptied the tank on Tuesday I agree with John I should have been yeah all yeah all, <laughs> all the above um Combine all the ingredients, and that's a 4-0 loss. Yeah, that was like, Whoa. oh, let me put this a little bit here on this formula. Let me stir it. But Mauricio shouldn't have been starting. I like if the if we empty the tank on Tuesday, I would have brought bring people from 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 the bench and had a, a little mixture. 
and try to see because Wild Wilder too. Wilder was tired, the poor guy, and he was trying. Wilder was. I was like, Wilder, you remind me of the beginning of the season. You need to rest, buddy. And Santos too. I don't. I didn't understand why Faku was substituted by Lucas Petraso and not Santos coming out for Lucas. So I I don't know if you guys have the answer for that. Let because, me know because I couldn't understand so, why that substitution went in. So uh so our our left backs and right backs were it, it was a, tor a terrible game for both of them. Uh and uh that's always been the key for our back four to dwindle down. So when Smith and Santos have an off game that then makes Antonio Carlos and Jansen work double, like try to outperform themselves. And, uh, you know, when they use more gas, then gas, uh, you know, you know, they, they're out of gas and then it's over, you know, it's uh, pretty much a free fall. And that's what happened. And uh, the worst part was that Torres wasn't marking anybody. He was going, he was probably the best attacking player for Orlando City at, at a certain point, but he did not really help uh, the wing, uh, you know, trying to maybe Brody was having a hell of a game, right? Same with Beda, same with Ruiz. So they were exploiting those sides. And That's probably why Oscar said, hey, I'm going to put a defensive player uh, to help out. And then Araujo was pretty much uh, trying to solve Cartagena's issues. He was losing the ball constantly. So, you know, and then I feel like what John said was correct. I, I think this this should have been the game in which we saw Martin Ojeda from the get-go and then have Mauricio be subbed in at minute 70. You know? Uh, and another thing that we discover in this game is, and we need to definitely take notes, is the ability of RSL on capitalizing on set pieces. That's that type of stuff I want to see for Orlando. It fits. So we, we have good good players with, with good, you know, that can hit it pretty good. We just do not use our chances very well. But they did. You know, uh, they did. And, uh, you know, we could talk about, you know, definitely tired legs was a big deal. We could talk about altitude, but I feel like it was just an off game. And it started dwelling down from the back four. And when the back four did bad, then just the rest is like a domino effect. Luis, I know. I sent you a link. If you look on, it's the football page. And the, the momentum section on there, I think, kind of says exactly it. Like, there was... There's two moments in there that show where we kind of came into the game a little bit, and then the rest is all RSL. You go down a little bit, see this graph. Uh -huh. So the blue, you know, sorry, the purple being us. Like after his, his internet. Hold on. To their first. I'm back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're back. You're back. Internet yeah, hates yeah. me today. Um, the second half again. There was like a period where we kind of looked like maybe before they got that yeah, third right goal, here. we could come back into it, you know. But really, where you see their goals are, and mm -hmm. you see where we had those those same peaks on our side, the momentum was with us, but we didn't take our chances, and that's what Oscar's referring to is 
we also had some chances in this game. It wasn't like they were all over us. Like we did. Our chances weren't as good as theirs, definitely. But um, we didn't take them, even the ones that we kind of half chances that we created, you know. So just one of those days, Luis. And, uh, you know, we got to be like goldfish, like Ted Lasso says, and just forget about that one. Yeah, I mean, and then, you know, we had Pedro Galese, you know, making good saves also, you know. Uh, but they also have a lot of offsides that could have been goals. It could have been worse, actually. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I'm kind of, in a way, I mean, I thought at some point there was a disallowed goal, too, and I felt like... They, they had two. The, the yeah. offside, the linesman was <laughs> on point with his offsides because we were playing that, like, offside trap in the second half. No. Which, which is a very risky tactic, I would say, with, with Antonio and Jansen, who aren't the fastest guys. Like, if they lose that, if they, if they miss time, the offside trap, like, it's a goal every time. And so this was, is what I'm talking about with that high line. I think against this team was a was a bad decision. I think we should have had a much deeper line so they couldn't get these balls in behind that were so dangerous. And a lot of people are going to say, and I don't know if Paula agrees or not, it was the best defensive game for RSL. I for mean, sure. I mean, I mean, I mean look, look at those look, numbers. Yeah. yeah, look at those numbers. Like, it was the best. I mean, and they truly, like, decimated the attack for Orlando City. Like, Angulo was non-existent because uh, Anelli was uh, having a field day with him. Also, Justin Glad pretty much owned Cartagena and Araujo, especially Cesar, uh, especially in the set piece, right? And then, um, you know, it was just, uh, you know, the other two had, had a good game uh, attacking-wise, so... I don't know. Um, what, what are your takes regarding RSL? I mean, we had our chances, right? <laughs> we didn't capitalize. That was the, the main issue. And like you said, Luis, the defensive players, they were on point. They were w- well-rested. We, I don't know, we look, we look lost. Like, we couldn't, at the end of the 20 minutes, we couldn't pass the ball through the mid. I was like, oh, my God, what is happening? Like, this is not normal. This is not Orlando City. Like, Ojeda and Ruiz, they were like two towers. They were not letting pass the ball through the mid. And I'm like, fine. It's just another bad day at the at the, at the office. Let's move on. Um, but like John said, six point out of nine, I will take yeah. it. So... Um, and I think, and I think I could agree, like against Seattle, we battled, but this, this team were like on point and they were well rested too. No excuses, right? That, that shouldn't be an excuse, but I think like John said in the beginning of the, of the pod, like, I think Oscar's plan didn't work well on this, like his strategy. He didn't, he didn't plan it. So it was just a checkmate. Let's move on. So, it was a copy and paste for Toronto, and I think, yeah. like you said, it was a it was a different type of game. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully with Atlanta, we just grab those three points and come back. So, so, so with Atlanta, we play on turf, and that has also bit us in the butt before. And we just, I think, Oscar needs to know that you know they're playing a, a better team. And uh, we're definitely we're only a point away from them. This is a make this is a make or break game, in my opinion. 
make or break in, in the sense that <clears throat> um, we have the chance to, you know, take take a two-point lead on Atlanta again, you know, maintain that two-point, being above two points of them, right? So um, especially playing at their, at their home, right, and uh, having that rivalry. So we have to play, I will say, a little bit conservative in this game. You know, because they have some players that can definitely do do us some damage, and we kind of have another RSL. Because then people are gonna start, oh, oh, they're gonna start like shaking. You know what I mean? So we gotta. I think we gotta be. We gotta know. You know, we're gonna do the lineup later on, but I feel like Orlando needs to definitely, especially because we're playing turf. It's uh, gonna be a tough game. Now let's read some comments, uh, and then we'll go through the standings here. Victor Sanchez says, 4-0 loss after a 4-0 win. There you go. This is, can't wait to see Orlando City Soccer Club winning another ML, uh, an MLS trophy. There you go. Can't wait to see uh, Orlando City winning another trophy. There you go. Uh, Joshua Tall, vamos Orlando. Let's be in Atlanta this week. I think that's the motto, right? Um, so, Orlando sits seventh in the standings with 34 points. Obviously, having those four goals being scored on us totally killed us on goal difference. <clears throat> so now we're only five in goal difference, you know. And uh, Philadelphia, we need to hope that they lose, and then we need to definitely beat Atlanta to be still in the in, on, on the blue, on the, on the east blue. So I don't know. Uh, what are your takes on this, John, and uh, what are your expectations coming up for the Atlanta game? Well, I was thinking about this the other day, Luis, and I was thinking about how the League's Cup is coming up. And then after the League's Cup, there's just basically like this section of the season. Like it's like the last third of the season. I don't know what you would call it. It's 12 games. And I was thinking about where we are now and where we could end up. And I like wrote a bunch of notes down for this exact reason. So here you go. Um, so I think we need about 21 more points by the end of the season to get into third or fourth, which is somewhere I think would be like top end of what we can achieve this season. Last year in 2022, if we had had 55 points, we would have been third in the East right now we're on 34 points. So that's the 21 points that we need by the end of the season. So we have 12 games left after the league's cups league's cup break. So it's possible 36 points that we can get. So we need 21 out of those 36 possible points after League's Cup to get us into like a third, fourth scenario, right? So that's like best case scenario. That's us doing pretty well, getting some points, ending up there. Worst case scenario, maybe we get like 10 points from those 36, right? Then that'll kind of be us more on 44 points, which last year would leave us around eighth or ninth. Um, so then we're still making playoffs if that happens. So I think we're kind of this last stretch of the season where if we do well enough, we're still in reach of where we think we should be. Like if we're performing well enough, we've got um, a bunch of home games. As I think, I can't remember how many exactly are home games, but there's an option to get 15 points from home games. So if we win all our home games, we'll get 15 of those 21 points, right? Maybe we win some away games. Maybe we get some draws. What I'm saying is there's an option for us to still end up where we want to be. If things don't go so well, I still think we're going to be in that sort of eighth, ninth, making playoff area. So either way, I think we're a playoff team. It just depends 
are we a playoff team that's on the up or are we going to be a playoff team that is just creeping in at the bottom of the playoffs and probably going to get knocked out in the first round? So that's kind of how I see the rest of the season. I think the fandom deserves and in a way also wants to be on that third and fourth, right? And like 21 points from 36, like, you know, another 20 points to get us in the 50 range is doable. Right. So we got to take it game by game. Like, so to me, we got to beat Atlanta because it's just a, to me, I see it as a derby because of the rivalry. So derbies, you win. So that's what Oscar, I think, needs to definitely, and the boys need to definitely, you know, think on that. Chicago, we, you know, we, we got to beat them. They cannot beat us at their hotel. We got to beat them. I don't know if it's 1-0, 3-0, 5-0. Chicago needs, needs to be a win. That's two games out, right? So that's two games away. Then St. Louis, Joaquini, I'm sorry, bro. And I'm sorry about Bundesliga, Joaquini. You, he didn't do anything in Orlando, my my friend. You and Joaquini. That, I think, that's our uh, only game against the Western team left, by the way, is the St. Yeah. Louis game. So St. Louis. We need a we need to kill St. Louis, man. You know, we need to kill St. Louis in our, our you know with the wall. Show and, them and, who the real city is. Exactly, the real city. Come on, man. Are you serious? You know, and then Charlotte away. Now Charlotte has had they're very an inconsistent team, in my opinion. Sometimes they show freaking greatness in attack, and sometimes they dwindle down. Those are attainable away points, also. If we think about it because of the rival. Now, since Orlando City, it just depends on the on the boys. Because Cincinnati is up top because of a reason. Like they're playing phenomenal. So I could take the L here. You know what I mean? Now I don't know what you think on the on the next half, uh, Paula. Columbus. We had to win Columbus, right? I mean, that's gonna be that's tough. That's too, gonna be because, a tough game. I, yeah. I'm I'm looking and imagining like the points. And I can see the boys <coughs> putting a tie against Columbus, to be honest. It depends. We come from Cincy. Hopefully it's a win. But with Columbus, I can see a tie. New York City is three points. Yes or yes. I There's mean, no it, excuse. It's a back-to-back rivalry game. Yep. Right? With the Pigeons in one side. And on the other side... Inter Messi. Oh, Inter Miami. That's all in the week as well. That's that's a week. Look at that. That's the 16th, 20th, and the 24th. Who we got on the on September 30th? Let's bring my trash can right here. (laughs) No way! What? Club de foot. Club de foot trash. Montreal. Uh, that's we can, we can, we have to be Montreal at home. That's that's a yes or yes too. Yeah, I just totally uh, let everyone know what my trash can look. I mean, there's some hard games against tough, you know, Eastern opponents left, like home or away. There, you know, we got to play New England. We got to play. Um, yeah, uh, that's gonna be sorry, tough. Cincinnati, Nashville, man. Nashville, top. My boy Thor, man. I mean, those those last three games. 
Nashville and Orlando City. Uh, no, Nashville and New England. I mean, obviously, New England, we got to, you know, definitely do great because it's, we're talking about, uh, you know, playing at home, but um, we got to beat Toronto at their home turf. I know they're going to come out all out, you know, for that game. I mean, that's the last game of the regular season. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. We have to beat up on these lower teams like we've been doing because we need those points. And, you know, we like we a lot of people are saying we're struggling against playoff teams, which is partly true. Yeah, I'm not going to argue that point. But we need some <laughs> points some, against some playoff teams here to, to get where we want to be, right? If we just beat the easy teams, we're still going to be in the eighth or ninth. And it starts with Atlanta United, who come from beating club of foot Montreal, club of feet. Club trash can. Uh, club trash can. You know, the only reason why I got it, guys, I mean, to be honest with you, it was like $3 on Fanatics. I was like, I have to buy it. Really? <laughs> yeah, so you like, bought it That's good value. That's good yeah. value. I just buy like, that and just take good, off the good, sticker that's it's on a good there. Trash can. It's a good trash Put can. Put on Orlando City Magnet. Right. So I don't know if it's a, it's a sticker or nothing, but I just thought it was funny. I was like, hey, a Montreal trash can. Fuck yeah. I mean, you know, uh, anyways. Tiago Almada is having a, a good season. Uh, Lennon definitely is going to be part of their back line, as well as Caleb Wiley, which to me is one of the best players back from the under-20s. And um, a guy who's just like Wilder came in very slow pace from Mexico, from Cruz Azul, Luis Abram, uh, center back from Peru. And I could tell you, he is uh, not the fastest center back uh, in the Peruvian team. And I could tell you that whoever is on our wings uh, should definitely, you know, I think they're going to have more trouble with Caleb Wiley. But if they're 1v1 with Abram, he's horrible at the 1v1, dude. I mean, horrible at the 1v1. So I do Yeah, you could break his ankles right there on the 1v1. Like if Angulo goes 1v1 against him, like he could even commit a penalty, like you know what I mean, and or 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 a set piece right on on the edge of the box, you know what I mean. So those tough situations, we that's why I'm saying set pieces are so vital for us. Then there must be there are opportunities that we, we could score, and we have the players to do so. But we, you know, it's just the positioning, and I don't know what's going on. But I mean, uh, this Atlanta team is uh, sitting high on the on the standing, so. You know, um, the bad thing is we're playing the turf. I don't know um, if you studied John uh, Atlanta and what are you what are your expectations from them? Yeah, I mean they they're kind of like us, I think. To be honest, they're hot or cold, right? I think we're we're inconsistent and they're inconsistent. If they're on form, then great. If they're not, then I think we can easily beat them. It, it depends which Atlanta turns up, and it depends which Orlando City turns up, right? Like I think. We are, we haven't been great on turf, so that's that's a minus. I think, obviously, after a week's rest, the boys will be able to play the lineup that Oscar wants to play without any worry of anybody being tired. I think the the three at the back is interesting. I think often the four two three one that we play actually does well against three at the back, mainly because of the way the the full sorry the center backs line up against our wingers. And you can kind of create issues if we have our fullbacks coming up as well, getting in behind the center backs when they're 
committing their wing backs up the field. Um, they have a lot of good players. It just depends, like I said, whether they're on form. You know, I just really hope Brad Guzan has a bad game. Like that's my my main thing. So really, really hate Brad Guzan with with a passion. Me too. Um, <laughs> Targo Almada, of course, can do damage. I think we have to be careful giving away set pieces. Like the guy just can put the ball in from anywhere off a set piece. So I think we have to be careful about that. Um, we need a better game from our midfield. Like we need, we need Cartagena and Cesar to be on points and we need them to boss the midfield against, you know, Sosa. And I can never say that game guy's name. Sedicic. I don't know, but they need to dominate the midfield and not let it Malmada do what he wants to do. We need to close him out of the game. Kind of like um, new England where they have color skill, right? Like this team runs around Amada. So Stop Almada, and you'll stop a lot of what they're going to do. Um, don't stop Almada, and they will sort of run a little bit wild on us. So, And then Sosa as well. We'll see. Yeah, Sosa, I think a lot of... Sosa's you know, a good player. Brooks Lennon on the wing and Caleb Wiley, like you're talking about. Like, Yeah, I mean, those are... They, you know, Jakumakis, who's probably going to play or come off the yeah. bench or something. Like, I'm so, He wasn't in this one. I think he's coming back from injury. You're the hamstring. Hamstring, yeah, um, yeah, hamstring. So he could play against us. He's very good. You know, came from from Celtic in the Scottish League. Like yeah. just a just a quality goal scorer. Well, you know, if you give him chances, he will he will bury. He's it a back he's a virgin Cara. So, yeah, he's a car, but he could he can move a little bit more than Cara. You know, like he's he's an ultimate number nine in my opinion. I think any any team in MLS would happily have Jakimakis as their as their number nine. So yeah, they got a lot of dangerous talent, but the biggest thing for me is what what version of Atlanta turns up and what version of, of Orlando turns up because both of us, like I said, ha, have our good days and bad days, and um, let's just hope they are on an off day. They've had to play three games, so similar to us against RSL, this will be in their third game in a week when we go play them next on Saturday. So hopefully they're really tired and maybe they got to make some rotations. I don't know, but maybe that is a factor that will uh, will play in our favor. Now, Atlanta United has a brand new signing. Uh, the name of this signing is uh, Tristan Muyumba that comes from France, uh, from the French, uh, French League, former Monaco player, right? So he's a midfielder. He's going to be more of like a Camavinga type of player, right? Uh, and, you know, he, he, I don't, he they, they haven't said, I mean, they have announced them that we don't know if he's going to start. Uh, but uh, that's somebody to take into consideration also because he comes hot from France. So you're talking about that, you know, they're boosting their, their mid. So just like uh, on our end, we have Cesar Araujo, Wilder Cartagena, and then also we have, uh, you know, Dagger Dan, or, you know, we have also a couple of defensive midfielders or, you know, pretty good um, in and out um, number eights. Uh, they're getting their own now from France. So I don't know, uh, Paula, what are your thoughts regarding uh, their new signing and, and this Atlanta United I mean, hopefully he doesn't play, and if he plays, it's really, really hard to adapt really fast to a to a team. So, 
Hopefully we get that side and not the other the the opposite of him like a plug and play kind of situation, which I doubt. Um I saw that they trade Ibarra, if I'm not mistaken, to Toronto. Yeah, to Toronto. I was yeah. super super pissed about it because of the U twenty two uh roster rule. So um I mean I wouldn't want to go to Toronto right now. I don't blame the guy. I don't blame him neither. But no, the way here. that they the way that they did it with him, it was so sketchy that he was pissed. That's why. So so I don't I don't care if Atlanta has a new you know a new signing for for our game. Like it, there's no concerns. Um I know that the boys are you know they're hurt of that four nil um loss from last Saturday and they're gonna bring their A game on, on this upcoming Saturday against Atlanta and hopefully we can get like John said um the tired Atlanta on Saturday and we did play um with them super good not in the last 10 minutes so if we play like that consistently the 90 minutes we're gonna be fine so I trust the boys yeah so I mean I think it's gonna be a, a tough game but you know they're gonna Orlando has not only, I mean, they're on the up and up, in my opinion. And I think that this last game is an off game. If Atlanta thinks that Orlando is going to play like the last game, I feel like they are completely, completely mistaken. I think they're going to get the rest. The, the boys know this is a game that they have to win. Um, I mean, I think like the boys would be really hyped up for this one, yeah. Louise. And, and the trick, like John said, and I second him on this, our, our wings need to be on point. And defensively, I will suggest humbly, Oscar, Mauricio needs to be a change of pace player coming in the 70th minute. This game is from Martino Heda. This, you know, and uh, in the mid. And then you have to have Cesar and Wilder on their A game because like he was saying, you know, the whole trick here will be neutralizing Almada and Sosa. In my opinion, just those two. Stage Dick, yeah, he's gonna get a lot of the carry on the ball. But I believe Almada and Sosa, I've seen them play in Argentina, so I know the type of players they are. They're definitely uh very good dynamic players and also defend very well. More Sosa than Almada, but I think uh, if we have Araujo and, and Wilder on point, rested and hungry, Orlando can definitely take uh, a, a, a W out of, out of this game. So let's read some comments. Uh, Joshua Tall, someone told me Atlanta plays midweek and hopefully they'll be tired when they play us so maybe we can win. It says Joshua Tall, hopefully we score at least two or three goals in Atlanta. JC Beast 95, poor Luis Abram. Yeah, Luis Abram... Uh, I'm just going to say. It's a little bit of, uh, you know. Uh, uh, all the laughs, you just got to Google Lisa Bram put his face. I was going to say, John, never said that. Never, never yeah. say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's another one that call him Piccolo. Piccolo Abram. I, don't, I have no idea what he said, Paolo. So you know what Piccolo go. is? That's fine. From Dragon Ball? See, yeah, Piccolo, yeah, yeah I know. Little, yeah, yeah, they call him Piccolo sometimes. Uh, Victor Sanchez, any new signings beside the Venezuela goalkeeper? Victor, I have a feeling, just like the mm. Black Eyed Peas, we may not have a sign. <laughs> we may only have 
we may only have Otero. That's just my opinion. I don't know. What, we might just have is. more OCB guys come up. Yeah. I don't, I don't think anybody. Do you think that Urso is coming back? Kibugunchi. 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 I don't think Urso is coming back. I don't think Nani is no. coming back. I think. Oh, no, not Nani. I was I just expecting, just, you know, like, they're just here like the hype on Twitter of seeing Urso back on the team. It made me, like, is he coming back? Like, what's going on? You know? There like, you go. If he wants to come back, come back. But not right now. We're I good. think if we do anything, I can see us doing, like, an interleague trade for somebody. That's an American Ooh. player that's like an MLS player already. Like that's that's what I could see if we're bringing somebody in. I I think it's got that. I don't think there's an international slot. Pretty sure. So I think Dax it needs McCarty. to be <laughs> Tax McCarthy. <laughs> he is he is a Winter Park native, but he didn't come back when we joined the he league. Hates I don't think he's coming back <laughs> now. Yeah, you imagine he doesn't want to play for his We're trying to one up Inter. Dax McCarty. There you go. No. No. Please, none of these Felipe. old men. Uh, I'd rather play well, Felipe. Well, I mean, so, that's the thing, right? I think Felipe right. is the Urso replacement. So I think, if anything, we need uh, a, a replacement for Mauricio or a backup for Mauricio to come yeah. in on that central That's what we have role, talked you know? in yeah. you know, previous yeah, episodes. Maybe I we mean, can do a trade for another one in the league that's not being used. Like, look at, uh, you know, Pizarro's moving. Like, there's. There's guys that like other teams that have got too many tens, right? And we're like, okay, you don't use one of your tens. We can we, trade for yeah. a ten. Like that would be a good move, I think. All That's right, let's read some read some comments, and then we're gonna read about Muyumba, Tristan Muyumba, JCB's ninety five. What what position in the field do we need to reinforce this window? I think what John was saying was a ten. Um, I, I mean, Dagger like, Dag could play there, man. You know, he could be the he could be the new have, head, right? Also, we have Fabian Loyola. We have uh, yeah, Fabian Loyola. We, don't, can play that. we have a bunch of prospects at the right. time. We don't we don't have like a you know an experienced <laughs> MLS ten. That's what we need. Hmm. That's right. So we need a good ten player. That's right. I mean, because I feel that Mauricio's great um, in for certain games, right? Especially at home. I feel like he plays a little bit better at home lately. And um, I see him as a change of, I mean, when you see, when you see, and you could, you could see it. I refresh coming off the bench after watching the whole game. Cause he's a very tactical savvy. Uh, he could be a coach. Mauricio could be a coach. Like he, he knows like where they're positioned. So he has more of a vision from the outside of the game. He comes in minute 65, 70, boom, like ready to distribute that ball, creating, playing. I like that against tougher competition. And I like the way how the three in the mid, when you have the 4-2-3-1 with Ojeda, Facundo, and Angulo, they switch places all the time. I think that throws off the de the, the defenses for the rival team. So I have a feeling that that's, I think, the way – Oscar should go for Atlanta. I don't know what. Um, go ahead, John. You want to say? Something? Well, I mean, I agree. I think that that's like, that's why we're saying Ojeda in that position because it's the more we play Ojeda as ten, starting next to Faku, and they're able to do that switching and moving around, where they can both play the ten, they can both play the right wing role, cutting into left foot. So, if they learn how to do that together in the starting eleven, like there was the um, Toronto game, we saw that when he came on. It was the game against Chicago. We saw elements of that too. So maybe the new ten is just Ojeda. We just need Oscar to 
to make the decision and you know say Mauricio, it's time for you to be benched. Shohei is going to get the starts, but everything we've seen so far is Oscar is pretty loyal to Mauricio. Like he's, he he finds a way to put him in that ten position or in the eight position a lot of the time when we're saying maybe this isn't the game to play Mauricio. Let me call him and say, "Hey, don't put don't put Mauricio on." I mean, like nothing against the guy, but he's he's just not no, playing as truth. well this year, you know. And like yeah, that's it's the truth. I'm I'm one hundred percent in with you. Yeah, I mean, it's you hate to see it because other years it would be like you know definitely Mauricio as the ten, but this year I think we need other options, right? Whether it's him as off the bench or him starting, we need other players that can play that role like he does. And yeah, they have to be, and they have to be American players, right, um, John? Yeah, Correct, I don't right? think we have an international slot, right. and we have, we have one slot. one open roster slot. And then again, like because they're moving guys up and down, like the, does Otero's come in now? Does that count as one of those slots? Obviously, we're talking about Grinwis going out. I think it's just because it's homegrown, but mm-hmm. still, it's a certain amount know. of players. The, the way come on Miller because he's homegrown, but the number of players. But not keep Total up. counts, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's going to be. I I really want Freeman to get some more minutes. Yeah, right? with Mikey Halliday out, like I love Dagger Dan. You as well as a right back, but Freeman can do what Dagger Dan can do in the right back position, right? And he needs more time. Granados, Fabio Loola, Juninho, like there's a bunch of guys that could come in and potentially do a job. So I would like to see more of that. That's why we need the Leaks, Leaks Cup to be like a little test. Which of we're, this we're getting our, if the Leaks Cup are watching this, señores uh, de la MX, con todo respeto, aprovenos. I was saying, please, MX people, please approve us. Oh, we right, just yes. applied. Yeah, we, we just applied. Yeah, we just applied for the Orlando Houston game at Exploria and with George uh, from 1A1 Creative. So, you know, hopefully it's a, a win, and hopefully we get to see Granado, so we could see Otero, and we could see, you know, those players, because a mix of the, the, the you know, the OCB and Orlando City, right? I think it would be fantastic, I mean, to give those players, being ready for maybe the last few games of the of the year, which we need we need more depth, you know what I mean? You have to understand... Um, the, and a lot of people are not taking this into 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 consideration. The the qualifiers for World Cup qualifiers is starting uh, for South America for uh, Comebol, and uh, you know we're we're not gonna be playing with Faku. We're not gonna be playing with with Galese, you know. Um, so we gotta be ready f- to play against you know without them. Like for example, September seventh, Paraguay, Peru. And then um, Uruguay plays September the 8th against Chile, you know? And then uh, the 12th, Peru-Brazil of September. And then uh, Uruguay plays also the same day against Ecuador. So in the altitude, they play in Quito. So, I mean, we're going to be without Facu, without possibly, I don't know if they're going to get Cesar, you know, but we're going to be playing without Galicia and Cartagena. On in September, so you know we need to get these 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 players from OCB like ready to like fill in their shoes and and succeed. You know that's just my. Well, I think the other thing about League's Cup is people are excited by the idea of us being able to win a cup, 
But if, if the league this year has taught you anything is that we, we get to against the big teams and we, we can't really beat the big teams. So what I fear with the League's Cup is that if we take it really seriously and we play all of our starting 11 and we yeah. get to like the through the group stage and we get like maybe one or two rounds in and we're you know tired and we played all our guys and we're getting injuries – and then we just get knocked out anyway by a team that's better than us that we would lose to in the league, like a, you know, a Cincy or a Philly or a LAFC or whoever. And then we've spent all this time and effort and potentially, you know, tired players over a time when we could have been resting players to focus on the MLS season. I think that's that's my main thing is like if we're not good enough to be a top MLS team, then why do we think that we are good enough to like win a cup? Yes, we did it last year. But if we look at the teams we had to play last year, we only had to play like one or two really top teams to win the open cup. Right. So do we feel like we can actually win the league's cup? Like do we actually genuinely feel like that's something realistically we could do, or is it just like we want to win a cup because the MLS season isn't going quite as we planned? You know, I feel like, you know, we got to, like you said, you know, we got to prove that we are, we're a team that, that, that is ready to win. Right. And so, I mean, do you guys say it that way? Like, do you, do you see, I mean, I can see that scenario happening. Like in what, what scenario do you see when we play in the league's cup? Like, what do you expect to happen? Okay. Me, I, I feel like we should give the, the, the kids the ball. And 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 give them the keys to the kingdom and have them ball out and, and play. And if we, if we if we make we don't it do out, that, I'm saying if you if you play all the first team, oh, we're you know, not gonna. You, we, you know, you don't realistically expect us to be able to, okay, to win this, so this thing, right? Like we did well against well, Tigres, sure, but that was one. Well, this is this MX is something team. that yeah, this is something that I am. Uh, hopefully, I don't get in trouble with. But uh, I guess it's just my South American side talking here. I don't trust the MX. I feel that they're going to tilt the scale to, you know what I mean? Mexico needs to win a little bit, you know what I mean? You know, the U.S. have been like all the time. I mean, time who, who's refing this thing? That's what I want to know. Right. So, <laughs> Is it all I Canadian refs? Because that's not fair, right? I know like, that sounds terrible what I'm saying. I know it sounds terrible what I'm saying, but I feel like they're going to – favor the the mx uh, i have a feeling that i mean when you have like i know a, a santos laguna orlando city final you know what i mean so you know or a semi-final you know i, I just i want this league's cup to be kind of like what a copa america is is for south america teams just trying out new players and and build that depth and we need to use that. I really don't feel that this is going to be a trophy that, of course, winning trophies is, is great. And if we do win it with a combined squad, even better, that shows that our academy, we're moving into the right direction. Not like the other team from down south that were spink, right? So, I mean, but I, realistically speaking, I feel like there's going to be, um, we might get some weird call outs and, you know, um, I I have a feeling of that. I don't know if Paula feels the same or or if she feels more optimistic regarding the league's cup. I mean, it's Oscar, so I don't know. 
and I, I don't say it in a bad way. He probably wants to win the Leagues Cup because it's, you know, another trophy for the club. I really agree that we need to focus more in MLS Cup than the Leagues Cup. But I don't know. I don't, it, like, I agree with you guys. Like, we should play and rest our main primary team and put the the youngsters to showcase themselves like Dagger Dan being in the in the starting 11 um, Mason Stida hard in the starting 11 um, probably Gaston Gonzalez coming back we don't know right, right. Um, we need to have that depth that depth so we still have a good a good team even though that we're playing the youngsters I feel that we need to rest Faku Angulo they they haven't rest they haven't rest, so but it could go both ways, right? Probably Oscar has is optimistic. He wants to prove something to Liga MX because he didn't went like he was coaching over there and didn't went well. So I don't know. It it could be mean something something really big to Oscar and not that big for us. So let's see what happens. I don't think that they should be starting our main people. No, with with League Cup. You know, do you get like to go to the, you know, like what do you get with the League's Cup, right? I mean, that's another thing, right? I mean, I mean you get a Champions League place if you. So you get, so you get, you get a Champions League. So you get Champions League for next year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So now, realistically speaking, with this team, <laughs> with Messi, right? And all of that, Orlando City winning the League's Cup, right? Are, are we are, are, like, well, what are we going to do with Conca Champions? You know what I, I mean, mean? I think the Champions League as well is just like it's not the same as this t- tournament, really. Like, we're I not mean, aligned I, with the same season as Mexico, so this League Cup is happening for the Mexico exactly. off season for the Mexico or mid season. So, surely MLS teams should have an advantage that we are in the middle of the season and in our like peak fitness. Whereas they're at the end of the season. So the same thing with the Champions League. Like whenever we play in the Champions League, like we did before, it's their mid-season and our beginning of season. So it makes it harder for MLS teams to do well in the Champions League every year because they've only just started playing for the year. Whereas the MX teams have been playing for half a season, right? So this is why something like the League's Cup for me, I understand what they're trying to do, but it just feels a little bit forced. It just feels sort of like mm-hmm. let's let's find something that we think is going to be entertaining and package it in a way. But like, why why even have this break at all, MLS? Like, this was an opportunity for us to just change the schedule, just so you know, like we're playing all these games, three games in a week, and then there's weeks where we don't play for two weeks, or there's this whole leagues cup break. So for me, it's just spread out the season more. And, and don't even have this break in the middle of the, right now. I have, uh, I, have an, I have an idea this, for... At least they filled it. It used to be dead time, right? So let's not complain about the League's Cup because it's better than just nothing the summer break. Right, I right? mean, I feel like instead of Conca Champions, let's say, for example, like, is if the League's Cup is uh, the best of the best from each league, rah, 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 right? The winner gets Conca Champions... But participates or has or has the to choose playing Conca Champions or Copa Libertadores next year. 
And also, you know how you add that cherry on the cake? Supporter Shield, aside of getting what they get, you also get to pick if you want to choose to represent uh, Conca Champions or Copa Libertadores. I guarantee you, for the betterment of our league and for the, those teams to be exposed to South American competition will be huge. It will be mind-blowing. The thing is, will the league allow it? Will the will will there be a consensus between CONCACAF and CONMEBOL to make that happen? Because 2026 is coming up, and I have a feeling that if you want to make the MLS more global, you have to expose the league to people from down south. And clearly, when they don't face each other, like let's say, for example, uh, Philly wins the Supporters' Shield, you know? It would be great to see Philadelphia Union against uh, Racing or uh, Philadelphia Union against Palmeiras. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Philadelphia Union against, like, I don't know, Alianza Lima, I don't know, from Peru, I don't know, whoever. You know, I think it would be fantastic. I think it would be great for the league, for the exposure. Fans over there are going to say, oh, man, this team from Philadelphia just, you know where Rocky was from? Like they just beat us like four nil. Like where they're from? They have like a snake and stuff. Let me go. Let me Google it. This is how it starts. Well, oh, I, union. Oh, I think crap. this is the massive thing for League's Cup is now that Messi's here. Like he's gonna yeah. make his he, debut he, right for the League's Cup game. Yeah, probably. Or is he back yeah, for yeah, MLS? Yeah. No, no. He. I think he might be on the Cruz Azul game because Miami is well, already selling three fifty a piece. <laughs> I mean, they're selling it, but they haven't said exactly when he's coming, right? So a lot well, of people are that's buying a hint, hint. Hope, that's so me, you say, you know, He's coming. He's coming, uh, guys. He's coming. Yeah. So he, On you the know. 16, they, they <laughs> right. say they're, they're going to present him and blah, blah, blah. Um, but So, yeah, I mean, the South Americans are going to be watching because of Messi, for sure. So now I don't know, Luis, tough. whether we could ever see a, a crossover that. Like, when you're talking about continents changing their rules, like, it's North America – CONCACAF Association of FIFA is very different from South America Association of FIFA, right? So I understand what you're saying, but I think that that one's like a little bit too I have far. A, I, have a, I have an idea, and it'll be, I mean, it's just a crazy idea, and I know that probably no one's listening to this, but give, make the CONCACAF Champions League for Jamaica, Trinidad. That will level their Puerto Rico. That will level their soccer. For, I feel like for Mexico and United States, because of the type of players and, and, and the type of academies that we're developing, Mexico for so many years, America now from the from, from you know the past, like I say, 25 years, 30 years. It's in Canada, Adam on there. It would be great to see them facing tougher competition because it will expose the leagues because right now, for example, Messi's coming, like you said. I guarantee you, nine out of ten Argentinians don't know what Apple TV is. Nine out of ten Argentinians don't know how to log into Apple TV. Nine out of ten Argentinians are probably watching through cable. They, they have cable. There's no streaming. No, they're, they're going to be illegally streaming that thing, man, for right. sure. So, so make it, I mean, sell it better. That's what I'm saying. Well, right? I think Messi's gonna put his brand on it and he'll explain right. it to them and, and then he'll sell it. Like I'm not I'm not worried about that. I think I think the I mean, Apple TV deal is good. I think 
I think Messi will sell it. it. It is global in that sense. Like at least it's an app that can be used from anywhere, right? At least it's not like them trying to watch American cable television from Argentina, like it would have <laughs> been before. So in the app world, right, of streamable sports, it's very forward thinking. So right, I think of that's course, great. of course, people will be able to watch. Find it. Yeah, but sure. what I'm saying is, like, for example, for Peru, they have seven players in the national team that play in the MLS. Like, I talk to everyday Peruvians. They don't know what Apple TV is. Well, I mean, look at how many Venezuelans we have. And we, yeah. I don't think there's that yeah, many people like, from Venezuela watching yeah, MLS because I mean? there's Venezuelans in it, right? But I guarantee you, the buck stops there when, let's say, Inter, they, you know, let's say Inter represents the MLS he gets invited to Copa Libertadores. Like, that would be huge. You know, for, for Messi, you know what I mean? To, to go and play those those teams, and it, it will definitely be like the, the representing the league, kind of like LAFC in the Club World Cup, you know what I mean? Well, I think it I think it would be huge. I just don't know if it's ever going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> it's, that's all about, thing, like... it's all about this. I think really what you're talking about is that we should, instead of like Gold Cup and, you know, exactly. Copa, like Copa, we should be looking at something which is like mixing. Exactly. I do agree that like USA, Canada, and Mexico are kind of on an island. Exactly. On their own level with the rest of the teams that are in CONCAP. But the same thing is in like eight, like South, like Australia, Australasia. Sort of that area, if you look at like a team like Australia that really do Japan. well in, in Japan and like South Korea, and then outside yeah. of that, it's like everyone else is not a great team. You know, I think really it's Europe, South America, Africa that have a fairly even playing field um, between all the teams, like other other continents. It's, it's not so even. And now they want to do this club World Cup with 32 teams, my friend. That's crazy. Well, I think the World Cup going up to what is it, forty-six teams for the yeah, next one or whatever. I mean, that's going to be—it's going to be interesting to see. But uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, it's uh, all about yeah, money. Let's, yeah, let's read some comments. Yeah. <laughs> it is Miami. all about the money, and that's the thing. League's Cup is all about the money. <laughs> that, um, that we know for sure. The way they're marketing this thing, it's it's about the bottom dollar. That's right. Uh, let's read some comments. It says here. Uh, Miami not making the playoffs this year. Correct. Joshua Tall. I think Messi LA. will be playing with Cruz Azul versus Cruz Azul. That's right, probably. JCP's 95. Seeing an, seeing an MLS team go against Botafogo would be wild. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It would be it'll be fantastic. Philadelphia Union against Atletico Nacional de Medellin. Man, let me watch that. You know, because then the South Americans that they eat and, the, you know, they eat this thing about how the MLS sucks. What you need is you an know? America's Cup. That's what you want. Right. North right. versus South, like, with playoffs. Right. Oh, there you go. I mean, you imagine? That would be hilarious. Like, I will be owning all my other podcasts. Who's you king of Toronto, the Americas? To reach, Toronto beat you, bro. You, you ain't shit, man. Come on. It would be hilarious. Victor Sanchez, question is, is Paola wearing a, an Orlando Magic cap? Ooh. Yes, sir. There you go. Banchero, Ranchero, what's his name? Banchero. Paolo, oh, that's my cousin. Oh, there <laughs> you go. Please, not Ted as a referee, says Victor Sanchez. It says, aka Miami making their moves. Can Orlando do the same thing? Mm, 
I don't know. I, I think we're going to more than likely go for youth. That's just. Uh, on refs, quickly, did you guys see what that guy did in here? He got a yellow card. No. No. And the, the bench? I don't remember what mean? game it was. No, it was another MLS game. I'm completely blanking. Come back to me, Louis. So I'm going to find uh, it. Kansas. Uh, sporting Kansas City against Houston. Yes, and the the Houston or Hector Herrera is what it was. Came oh. right over. Literally, there was like kickoff, and he just hadn't even kicked off. Came over, pushed the um, Sporting KC player over before he'd even taken the kick. And the referee was, I'm pretty sure, the same guy that we had against Chicago, who was horrible. Remember, he just <laughs> called everything wrong. Didn't send him off. He just gave him a yellow. Like oh wow, and then he went to the bench. The game hadn't even started up again. Uh-huh. Like, and uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, so just another example of pro being awesome referees. Yeah, pro should not referee any international matches. And so he was a say that referee. Week, I'm hoping they've learned now that you don't mm-hmm. want them to referee. No, I really, day. yeah, they, they cannot find me, so I'm I'm allowed to to speak freely. <laughs> Right, uh, it, I just it's just terrible because I cannot ask Oscar like, "Hey, uh, profit, you were frustrated on the sideline. What happened?" You know, because he'd be afraid of you know him just being fine. You know, I just feel that's so, so, so bad. It's just my opinion. Uh, let me put. I don't know what happened with the thing, but <laughs> I'm just gonna put a born mouth. Let's put oh, this what one. What are in. you doing? Uh, oh, a uh, random. Yeah, we're yeah. Sea uh, Seahawks. Uh, sea cows. We're sea cows again. Yeah, we're sea cows. All right. So Galese. Um. So you you you're you're back for the same one. Yeah. Yes. Well, Mikey's not gonna be back for a little bit. That might yeah. be uh, so. Kyle is, you know, I, I think Kyle's doing well. Not really, like you said, last game the fullbacks were off, but the two games before that, our fullbacks have been killing it. So I think yeah, it was just and, an off game um, for the backline. And Santos wants to redeem himself, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm and sure. Kyle, Kyle Smith has always been consistent. It's just you know, like you're playing so much, it's just you know, it takes its toll. So let's just go for those. Uh, I will I will do this right here like that, and uh, the the back to Araujo Cartagena. Gotta be, yep. Okay. And then you know I just I think Ojeda is the thing. If, you know, let's put Ojeda. I will. I I hate I'm, to see I'm that hoping that Oscar is like creeping more and more towards starting Ojeda and less like yeah, you know what I mean? Go, like he must have seen in the last game that Pereira was so tired it wasn't worth starting him. I'll go for Ojeda and I'll I'll go for Angulo and Facundo. I mean there's just Yeah. And then up top, you know the dunk. Dunking back in. Although he might surprise us, he would put urgent, you know. He might, he might, he like that could happen. I was gonna say, if Ojeda's in the middle, I think he's going to put urgent there. I don't know, it's just random. I don't mind either or, but Duncan deserves to be there, even though because of Duncan, we had the first (laughs) hole, but never mind. 
Yeah, he did give it away a foul. The, yeah, he was so keen <laughs> to get the ball back, he gave away a foul. But I mean, come on. No, I know. Go. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just being hard. I'm just bugging you. Yeah. But hey, I mean, it's. I, I have say, a feeling this is the, it, the way it's gonna go. It wouldn't be crazy for Carr to come back in. Not that I think Duncan gets deserved to be dropped. I, I would start Duncan. I'm just saying that that's something I could see Oscar doing. Um, you know. And Mauricio might start again over Ojeda, right? Like he might, he might just say, "I want to repeat that lineup that did so well against Toronto with, with a full week's rest." And I mean, I think, and this is my opinion. I don't know if you have noticed, but I think Cara misses on Gaston next to him because I think they were clicking, and then Gaston got injured, and then he lost his momentum. So I don't know. Let's I think see. Cara needs to learn with Santos. Like, mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? Because Santos's balls come into the box. Yeah. That Cara, that, like, Cara needs to get on the end of those. So, like, if he can, that's what he liked about Gaston. It, like, he's putting in wall, balls from a wide position, like big crosses coming in, looping header crosses, right? So, that's what he needs to be looking for. Yeah. I think in, in this last game, um, when Cara was at the end, I think Santos put a cross and, uh, or Faku. I don't remember who it was. And Kara was not in the middle where he was supposed to be. So I'm like, where are you, buddy? Like, are you with Casper <laughs> or Mar not marking anybody? Like, go to your position. And if he would have been there, he would have scored that, that header for sure. But I agree with you, John. Yeah, I have a feeling this is the best line that we got right now. I have a feeling that uh, well rested, we can find the, that um, automation we've seen. The that that you know they're all playing like in, in cruise control. I want to see that again. You know, especially the two games at home. Uh, offensively, it was it was great for Orlando City. I guess uh, the key here is Santos and Smith have to have a great game. So AC and Jensen do the role. Cartagena needs to be. Uh, hold the ball a little bit better and, and be that Cartagena that was pressing high. Uh, Araujo needs to be just himself and just not get the, too many yellows. And then the three, in, the three in the middle, they need to be nonstop switching, you know, confusing them in transition attacks and then Duncan doing his thing, you know. Orlando, when they've scored the first goal in the first few minutes, it's been a W for the Lions. So we need to do that again. They might have Miles Robinson back. I think that's another. Yeah, you know, that's a great addition. Them. Yeah, big, big player for them. So we'll see. I mean, that might be the argument for Cara that you know he's a bit bigger. Watch out with the set pieces. Like they have big center backs, and all, we've seen that Duncan doesn't always have the strength yet, like to be able to to muscle off big center backs, like Seattle's big center backs, kind of you know, we're able to keep him in check. So maybe that's the argument for Carr, but I think away from home, Duncan is just such a, he does more for us, right? He, he chases the ball down. He's, he's just more of a presser, which I think away is what we need, right? We need to win the ball back quickly because they're going to have it more than us. So, yeah. So this is going to be our lineup for the game coming up against uh, Atlanta United this weekend. So definitely exciting uh, for the Lions, a must win, a derby, I will say, you know, uh, we're going to go into hostile environment, 
Don't be surprised if we hear I'm falling down, I'm just saying. They don't do it as well as us, though, so. Right. Right. Atlanta, you are my best friend. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, they, they do some of the same songs, right? I mean, you know. But, yeah, uh, I mean, everyone does. Yeah, you know. But uh, hopefully we, we we beat them and we we go on a roll. And then here comes Chicago. And then uh, we do the go to sleep, you know, in Chicago, right, to them. So hopefully. Let's do some more comments before we close. It says, yep, I agree with you, Lewis. Thank you so much, Joshua. Says, can we all meet inside the stadium and take a picture? Absolutely. Yeah, of course. For sure. That'd be great. No problem. On the 21st. I really, yeah, I really hope so. We the, do that line the next up. home game is a long way. Well, actually, we've got some League's Cup games. I'll be at the League's Cup. We'll, we'll figure it out at the League's Cup, Victor. Yeah. Why not starting Kara? Could be. I think uh, I was thinking about it, and it, it could go both ways. It could go both ways. JC Beast, it will help with selling players to other markets for sure. And I think, uh, for example, let's say Orlando City goes to I don't know Ecuador, and they see an exciting player that they want to you know for cheap. You know what I mean? They can get a really good prospect, and then boom, you know they have a star. You know, I mean that's the exposure that you get, and it's just free just by traveling you can add on your entourage you know ricardo moreira on there and go to ecuador while the team the first team plays you know what i mean watch some players you know that's usually what teams do so i mean who doesn't want to come to to the united states you know what i mean so hopefully so uh i want to thank everyone before we close uh i want to give my props to uh orlando pride you know as well they're doing so great um you know, with uh, with the NWSL, they're they're killing it. You know, the Orlando Pride uh, they defeated um, all rain. I was at One this day. game, Louise. Yeah. I was there. That's tell, where he got tell us, tell uh, us your impression. And, uh, tell us your impression. Tell us your impression. Amazing, right? Julie Doyle and I think they're, uh, Messiah they're really... Messi Bright. Yeah, I mean, we we really started to get something here, and this was without Marta and um, and Adriana, without Adriana as well. So I think you know having Julia Doyle Doyle back is great. Like uh, Carabello had a really good game. The yeah. back line were playing well. Morehouse makes some good saves. Like really, the whole team. And this was their uh, overall reign at the time. We're up in third, and we were down in seventh. So it wasn't an easy game to you know have them come to town and and try and take some points from us. Messiah Bright just, you know, she just physically is so much bigger and faster and stronger than some of these defenders that she's up against that she's able to use that in her assets to get herself in on goal. And, and when she does, she gets opportunities. This was a header, a really, really great header um, that she scored, but she could have had another couple. Really, it was looking for that second goal that was elusive for the pride, right? We got the first goal early and, you know, or in this, in the first half. And then the second half, it was just trying to get that second goal and not giving away too much. Um, Erica Timurak have a really good game as well. Um, yeah. so, you know, it, McCutcheon had a few good runs at the right hand. Yeah, wing. McCutcheon is doing amazing. She and problems Emil, there. Emily Madrill so, too. Madrill back in the lineup. She was dropped for a little bit. And yeah. And people came on, like Ali Watt came on and looked pretty good. And Celia came on and was, was doing well, winning the ball back. So 
I think all in all, they're they're on the up generally, right? And it was a big like when they won, you could tell it meant a lot to them. It was of a big course, celebration, a and you know, I love personally the highlight for me was seeing Seven Giles down there on the bench, just chatting away like old friends. Yeah, you know? yeah. Just like look at these two boys. Yeah, look at this dude, yeah. A couple of lads enjoying themselves. <laughs> And, um, it's nice because Seb, you know, he's such a great guy. And uh, I think having like Giles there as partner in crime as number two guy is, is just really nice for him because he has someone to bounce ideas off. Like he has someone to chat with. He has that sort of sounding board. Like every every good coach needs good assistant coaches around him. And so it, it was awesome to see Giles involved in the team and, and everybody there. They just the the feeling around the stadium like even though the attendance is only three or four thousand people you could see that everybody was getting into the game of course and that's kind of like something that we didn't always see with the pride like the hope had gone for so it wasn't always there but i think people are beginning to believe again on the pride and they're and they're kind of feeling like hey we can win these games right and this was one that maybe in the past they would have drawn or let it them come back in and win the game, but we were able to see it out this time and get the three points. So awesome for seven and awesome for the pride. So the only way is yeah. up from here. Like, you know, it's, it's a tight league. There's a few more wins and they can, uh, they can be up in the playoff places. Yeah. I mean, if Orlando pride wins their next game and uh, San Diego loses, you know, they're, they're right there, you know, uh, racing, waiting for racing Louisville to drop Orlando pride depends on themselves. That to to make it to the playoffs. If Orlando Price makes it to the playoffs, which I'm fairly sure that they can definitely attain this this year, with this team, it would be amazing for not only for the team, for the for the for the front office, for 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 Seven Giles, uh, but I mean the culture. I mean I've been covering the Pride. I started covering the Pride, uh, in, you know, individually, and uh, you know I saw the Pride with the star-studded Pride. You know that, and uh, I see. I know it sounds a little bad, but I see this pride more hung, hungrier, uh, ready to play. Um, you know, believing in creating a culture that I've never seen when you know Sydney was in here, or or maybe you know other players. You know, were, were here in the past. I do see that culture now with this with this group of young women. And um, the way Seb has transformed the club uh, after going through so many coaches, you know, and so much drama going on that affects the players big time, you know, uh, them soar up. Uh, that's it's it means a lot. So I'm very proud of the pride and, and their momentum. Any last words you want to add, Paola, before we go? Yes, absolutely. Saturday. Tomorrow, no, not tomorrow. Tomorrow is Tuesday. On Wednesday, Atlanta plays against New England Revolution. So give them hell, New England Revolution. We lost Lee's. He's probably coming back. Tomorrow, uh, new pod in Spanish, Tiro de Esquina, um, new episode coming at 7.30 p.m. It's going to be in our YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is right here, Tiro de Esquina OC, right here. So follow us on every social media, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and you can get some videos of us enjoying the game. So thank you so much for the support. Uh, John, anything you want to add? You got one more thing? Yeah, I got one more thing. So 
I don't know if you guys listen to, but I'm a I'm a fan of Extra Time podcast, and I listen to them. And I uh, after we won the Toronto game four nil, I listened to the the following podcast from that, and they didn't mention us at all. And I was kind of annoyed. I was a little upset. So I I messaged them on Twitter and was like, hey, you know, why don't you ever talk about us? Uh, and then after the four nil loss, I messaged them again. Oh, on they Twitter. mentioned us. Uh, I messaged them again. I said this time, um, you know, hey. Can you talk about us? I don't care if you win or lose. You know, I just want to give your opinions every now and then on Orlando City. You know, we know you're going to give 20 minutes to, to Chicho and RSL. So why not, you know, throw some little scraps our way? So today the podcast came out and they, they read my comment out online uh, on the air. And they said that, you know, here's some, some stuff for us. So there's five minutes on Orlando City on Extra Time <laughs> this week. Thanks to me. You're welcome. Thank you, John. B- bothering the extra time guys <laughs> enough till they talk about us. Because, you know, sometimes, Luis, I don't know if you've noticed, but sometimes we get ignored by the league. So sometimes completely. I get upset that we get ignored. And especially, this is one of those times. So shout out met. to them That's for, right. you know, giving us a chance and, well, talking about us. And you know what they said, Luis? They said it's very, it's very difficult to talk about Orlando City because we're so inconsistent. To which I said, it's very, you know, it's very difficult to be an Orlando City fan because we're so inconsistent. Like, geez. I mean, <laughs> you know, that Katy Perry song fits very well. Yeah, hot, then you're cold. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, no, but I mean, they weren't Katie wrong. What they, what they said is right. But uh, anybody wants to get their scoop, there you go. Five minutes this week on extra time for us. There you go. There you go. Thanks, well, John. Went, there you go. Thank I'm you, out John. here doing the Lord's work. All right. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, John. So I want to uh, encourage everyone to subscribe to our channel, click on the notification bell, like the video, leave us a comment. We're available. Oh, I want to add, yeah, Facebook. That's a good thing. So we have our, our new Facebook page. We lost access to our former Facebook page. That's why you guys, if you have our former Facebook page, you guys uh, won't see uh, the newest postings for our, for that we had in the uh, in our posts and our pictures for you guys won't see it. So um, here's our new our new Facebook page. We're gonna be putting a Instagram post uh, of it today with the link. We're also gonna be putting it on Twitter in a few minutes, uh, so everybody could go follow. It will also be on the description of this video. Uh, also, it will be available on audio form on the description of the pod on either apple Podcasts or spotify just uh follow us uh we had around 400 people on the last page uh let's get to that number i know where we could definitely do it and as you can see we're way more active here and we have you know all the latest um stuff about the club and ocb and orlando pride right here so uh, also, we should be announcing a new Facebook group fairly soon that we're going to be transitioning to. Uh, I haven't had time to create it because of work and uh, because of other commitments, but uh, I, will be, I will do so tonight and we'll probably be announcing it um, on our social media in a few days. So just keep supporting us. Uh, thank you so much for, for all you guys' uh, input and your messages and your comments uh, all over. So. Uh, thank you again. And, you know, again, vamos Orlando and let's win against Atlanta. Have a wonderful vamos day. Orlando. Vamos Orlando. Take care, guys. Have a good one.
Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore ORL. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando and on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening and vamos Orlando!